0: Welcome on in to CBS Sports Radio. Ryan Hickey here with you on a Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, first of all. Hope it's been a good one. Second of all, thank you for making us a part of it right here on CBS Sports Radio. Really do appreciate your listenership, whether it's on SiriusXM channel 158, one of our tremendous affiliates across this beautiful country, or on the free Odyssey app. Thank you for choosing us to spend a little bit of your time with on this Wednesday. Okay, so a very interesting report came out um, from NBC Sports Boston's Tom Curran last night, and that was on the future of Bill Belichick, and at least according to Curran, the decision of whether Bill Belichick will be the head coach of the Patriots in 2024 or not, apparently according to Tom, take a listen for yourself here, has already been decided.
1: When they came out of Germany, conversations I had that week made it very clear that a decision was made and they were gonna play out the string and at the end of the year there would be a parting of the ways for a variety of reasons. I think, and I was not told this specifically, but the main one being, you not fire Bill Belichick during the season. It's just not gonna happen. Additionally though, he's an asset, he's under contract for another year, which we reported after ESPN or NFL media reported there was a long-term extension in place that would keep Bill locked up long-term. It's only through next year. So that would not be an impediment to them changing course. And it had gone too far. The Germany game, the Commanders game, the Saints game. All huge marquee games, and then there was a Chargers game after that. Just because they won last week in Pittsburgh in prime time, I don't think it quells anything.
0: Not surprising that Cursey of NBC Sports bossed one more time. Like, that to me is the right move. We've been talking about Bill's future for a while. Everything Tom said there, I agree with. And again, it, it, to me at least, it's not that surprising that the Patriots are going to move off of Bill Belichick this offseason. I think it is time for them to turn over a new leaf and start, some, and start something new. So now that Bill Belichick is going to presumably be on the market, whether he's fired or whether the Patriots are trying to trade him, he is going to be available for every team to hire. Let me tell you this. I would want Bill Belichick nowhere near my team. I do not want him coaching my team and next year and beyond. I think the game has passed him by. I don't think he's a good coach anymore, and I don't trust him coming on in that he's going to rekindle his old Patriot ways. And I don't think, not just my team I root for, but your team you root for too, I don't think you should want Bill anywhere near your team, no matter who you are. Because at this point, like at this current form of Bill Belichick, where can he elevate your team? Like, where is he coming in And even if you're the Panthers, worst team in the league, where is he truly making them better? Because I'll tell you where he's not making them any better. That's offensively. That is offensively. I mean, since 2020, when, when Tom Brady left, look how bad it's been. Three out of the four years, he's had a bottom half of the league offense. And with that, it's not a surprise that his record right now is... Since Tom Brady left, 28 and 35. Still got four games to go, by the way. Probably lose all four. So we could be talking about most likely a 28 and 39 head coach in the four years since Tom Brady has departed New England. That would mean three out of the four years that since Brady's gone, the Patriots have had a losing record. Zero playoff wins. He hasn't, it seems like he doesn't even take the offense seriously, the offensive side of the ball seriously. He definitely doesn't take quarterback seriously. Cam Newton as Tom Brady's replacement feels like he had to pick Mac Jones because he was sitting there at pick 15 in the 2021 draft and then giving Mac Jones no chance to succeed whatsoever um, with how he's drafted offensive players, signed free agents, traded for players. like I don't think that he knows or cares how to do anything offensively anymore. So how is he fixing your team? How is he coming on in and making your team better this time next year? He is an awful talent evaluator when it comes to the offensive side of the football. And I don't see that magically changing overnight. Like, I don't see him going to Carolina, going to the Commanders, going to the Chargers, going wherever. And all of a sudden, now he's going to be hitting on two receivers in the draft and hitting on an offensive lineman and getting, you know, a proper running back and building a real offense, or even finding a quarterback to run his offense. We've seen it for years; is is plenty of time. Also, by the way, working for an owner, it's not like Robert Kraft being complacent. Where, ah, eh, Bill, you've done a lot. You won six Super Bowls. You've been to nine. You're, you've done a tremendous job. Now that Brady's gone, you know, your team, no pressure. You basically have a lifetime contract. Robert Kraft, to his credit, has made it known repeatedly. With Brady there or not, he wants to win. He is not complacent. He is looking to get back to that winning track and win. So Belichick has had pressure from his boss to put a winning product on the field. And even with pressure on him, the offensive moves he has made specifically are nothing short of head scratching. They've all failed. It's been an absolute train wreck when it comes to the Patriots on offense. And so with with the NFL so focused on offense and teams right now with the best offenses succeeding, more times than not, how can you sit there and have full confidence? Bill Belichick coming in is going to make your team and your offense better than it is right now in 2023. There's no reason to have that confidence. So if you're a team like the Panthers, do you really trust Bill to come in there and develop Bryce Young after seeing what he did with Mac Jones? Hell no. If you're the Bears, sure, I mean, the number one pick is easy, Caleb Williams. You literally cannot mess that up unless you spell his name wrong. I'm not even sure if you spell your name wrong, if the pick doesn't count. If you're a Caleb C-A-L-A-B instead of C-A-L-E-B, I'm sure Roger Goodell is still going to read the card and you're still going to get Caleb Williams on your team. That's an easy one. But if you're the Bears, do you trust Bill to develop Caleb Williams, to put him in a position to succeed, to not have him be basically Justin Fields 2.0, where a lot of Bears fans a few years ago thought Fields was the answer, that he was going to be a superstar, that they thought Mitch Trubisky was going to be a superstar as well a few years before that. How do you think Bill is going to ensure that Caleb will succeed when Mitch Trubisky and Justin Fields have failed? There's no reason to believe that Bill can be trusted to put your number one overall pick in a position to succeed if he's in Chicago. A team that's been rumored right here on CBS Sports Radio, Pro Football Talks Mike Florio with on with Zach Gell. I mean, this is about two months ago. Talk about the, the team that's been most connected to Bill has been the Commanders. Sam Howell is a roller coaster, a little bit like he shows some promise. Some games, other games, it's a, oh boy, long way to go. He is Mr. Inconsistency. Are we sitting here thinking that Bill going to D.C. is now going gonna to get Sam Howell straightened out? That he's going to get the proper weapons around him to succeed? Hell no. So I don't think right now if you're a team that's struggling with a young quarterback or no quarterback, how you can feel confident about Bill coming to town and making your offense better. Even if you're a team with like the Chargers, like we talked a lot in yesterday's show about the Chargers and why, I mean, it's inevitable. Number one, that Brandon Staley thinks he's going to get fired. But number two, why it's so important for them to get that head coaching uh, position right. Because with Herbert now getting close to entering that meat of his contract and that roster needing a lot of retooling, it's not going to be easy to get the proper weapons around Justin Herbert. And it's not a slam dunk of success. Hey, you're there. You come to town and you're going to hit a home run and make the Chargers Super Bowl contenders next year. It's going to take a lot of work. Do you really think, even with quarterback figured out, even with Justin Herbert there, but needing to replace or at least start thinking about replacing Keenan Allen, who's going to be 32, Austin Eckler, who seems destined to leave in free agency, Mike Williams, who can't stay in the field, Quentin Johnston, who's been not very good. I don't want to say, you know, I don't want to kill him too bad, but we all watch. Unfortunately, he's not been very good so far in his rookie year. How do you expect Bill to address three, four positions on the offense this offseason to make him better. So even with a team that has an established quarterback and one of the best young quarterbacks in the league, I can't sit here and tell you that Bill's making that Chargers offense better than Brandon Staley had it or making that overall team any better. I don't want to find out if Bill can still coach or not. That's why I don't want him anywhere near my team. I don't think you want him anywhere near your team. I mean, even look at his philosophy. Right, Bills, since Brady left, Bills' best season he had was in 2021. Mac Jones' rookie year, they made the playoffs 10-7, and lost in the first round in embarrassing fashion, got blown out, ran out of the building against the Bills and Josh Allen. But, so even in Bills' best year since Tom Brady, what was his offensive philosophy? It was, let's win with defense, and let's not screw it up. Don't have the offense, basically lose us the game. It went back to 70s and 80s football. Hard nosed defense, let's run the ball and don't have Mac Jones give it away. And in this day and age, that's a losing formula. Sure, it got to the 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 patch of the playoffs one year. The next two years, that same formula, it's resulted in losing seasons and playoff misses. Like haven't made it. Asking your quarterback not to screw it up is how you lose games in twenty twenty three. You gotta be aggressive. You gotta be putting thirty points up a game. Um, in order to have success in the league and have a chance, the best offenses, not coincidentally, are the teams uh, or, or the teams had the best record, but teams that have the best offenses. And teams that are struggling offensively that are playing outdated football are the ones right now outside of the playoff picture looking in. So that game plan, that that philosophy he has is a losing one. Again, why would you want that on your team? Not to mention, mean, Bill comes to your squad, he's not, as we know, just the head coach. He's also the GM. He's picking the players. And again, going back to what we said earlier, what gives you confidence that if we hand all the football operations over to Bill Belichick, that your team, whoever it may be, is going to be in a better spot moving forward than they are right now? Bill has built bad rosters. That New England Patriots team has been flat out bad the last few years. Like, objectively bad. So sure, he may do a good job, especially coaching defense, and getting the most out of that unit, but where's that gotten him? The 3-10 and 10 this year. Missed the playoffs last year. Hasn't gotten gotten him anywhere. And I, just, I Personally, if Bill comes available this offseason, which is very, extremely likely, I would be shocked if it's not the case. I don't see how any team would want to bring him in. Like, I really don't see an angle right now or a strength that Bill has left that has me thinking, if my team's head coaching position was open, which as a Colts fan right now, it's not. I love Shane Sykin. Look what he's doing with Gardner-Mitchell for most of the year. Bill's not doing that with Gardner-Mitchell. I can promise you that. But right now... We're going to have almost maybe 10 head coach openings this offseason with so many coaches in the hot seat. Oh, would any team want to bring Bill in. What has Belichick done in the last four years that has you believing if he comes to my team, hey, we're going to turn it around and we're going to have a lot of success? I don't see it. There is nothing. And that's why, despite the latest report now, as you just heard from Tom Kern of NBC Sports Boston, that – Bill's fate is already sealed that Robert Kraft internally has already made up the decision in his mind of moving off a bill at the end of the season. And now he could, again, I'm assuming that the Patriots are going to try to trade for him. Why would any team want to trade for Bill Belichick? Why would any team want to give up assets to get bill on their team? But even if he was fired and you could just hire him for free, why would anyone want bill on their sideline? He's lost his fastball. He's lost his changeup. He's lost his slider. I don't think he's a good coach anymore. I don't think he's definitely a good coach that puts the offense in a position to succeed. And that is really where you need to make your hay now as a coach. On the offensive side of the football, Bill does not do that. That is the reason why for me, I would want Bill on my team. You should want Bill. Shouldn't want Bill, I should say, on your team either. 855-212-4227. Would you want Bill? I think it's all but inevitable. He is going to be available this offseason for the getting. I think easily the greatest head coach in NFL history. Would you want him on your sideline? Would you want him coaching your team next season? I won't. Uh, I don't. But if you do, tell me why. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227 at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three on Twitter if you want to send your thoughts there um, as well. Do you want Bill Belichick on your team? We'll get your thoughts on that question also when we do return here. I do want to discuss what Bill Belichick's next job should, should be. I don't think it should be coaching an NFL roster next year, but I got a job that I think he would crush and would be beloved for. Tell you what it is when we do return. It is Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio.
2: It's Hick at Night with Ryan Hickey.
0: It's Ryan Hickey with you on CBS Sports Radio. Discussing right now, would you want Bill Belichick coaching your team next year? Tom Curran of NBC Sports Boston put out a report earlier this week saying that basically Bill's future has already been decided. After the Germany loss to the Colts, That was the last straw that Robert Kraft internally decided Bill is getting fired. There's no going back. And so that's, I mean, not surprising, right? You see the way the Patriots season has gone. I I personally thought the Patriots should have fired Bill Belichick last year. So I thought it was a mistake bringing him back this year. So it's no surprise this year that this team has gone from bad to worse. But now that Bill is all but inevitably going to be available this offseason, I don't think it made sense anyway, all but inevitably. I don't know why I just said that. When Bill Belichick inevitably, there we go, is available this offseason, I wouldn't want him anywhere near my team. Not that the Colts are looking for a head coach, but let's just say if Shane Second didn't work out and they fired him and they needed a new head coach, I would want nothing to do with Bill Belichick. I don't think he's got it anymore. And I definitely know he doesn't got it on the offensive side of the football, which is now, I think, paramount when looking for a head coach. Look at how many... Right now, the 14 playoff teams, 10 of them, are led by offensive minded head coaches. That is the new wave of the NFL. It's where most teams are having success because of how bent the rules are to helping the offense and how important it is. So I wouldn't want Bill Belichick and his lack of offensive capabilities in terms of getting a quarterback, developing that quarterback, getting good players around him. I don't trust him. I wouldn't want him. That's me. I would not want Bill Belichick anywhere near my team, would you? 855 212 Really fast, and before we do get your thoughts, I do have, I think, the perfect job for Bill Belichick. And that's that he should not coach again. He should go on TV. He should really be like a, a studio analyst on a pregame show, even during the week. I think he'd be tremendous. We got like a small pe- uh, peak of it. Uh, at college game day, when he's a celebrity guest picker, I thought he was great. He's personable. He's into it. He's got a little bit of a personality. When he's picking Navy, he's doing the league course, so he's putting the Navy helmet on his head. He had fun. And I know, like he's he's always grumpy, and you hear him, you know, in press conferences. Like even today, like you hear Bill Belichick getting asked about his future, and all you get is is the mundane, monotonous Bill Belichick classic line like this: "Do you have an understanding
3: that Robert
0: will not ask you to be back?" Yeah,
2: I'm getting ready for Kansas City. That's what I'm doing.
0: I well understanding that you're getting ready for Kansas City. Have you and Robert discussed your future beyond the season? Getting ready
2: for Kansas City.
0: I don't think you're getting that Bill Belichick on TV. Like, I think you are getting some more that we saw in that little, you know, spurt on college game day on Saturday where I think he would give you good answers. Like, I think he would be into it. Like, he is someone, right, I think he was, who's driven to teach. And that's a large reason why he got into coaching. Coaching is teaching. And so I think he could easily view it as, by going on TV, I am teaching the audience more about football. I'm making them smarter. I think he'd be really good at being a studio analyst with, you know, a few guys around him. Like, you know, you put them, I don't know, like next to Boomer size. I think they could have some good jokes. You put them next to Michael Strahan and Howie Long. I think it would work out really well. Like, he would blend right in. So uh, there you go, Bill. There's your career advice for you. Go to TV. Number one, it pays better. Number two, your quality of life is so much easier. But number three, I actually think he would be good at it. Think he would be good at it. So 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. If Bill does not go into coaching, if instead he decides, I want to be on the sideline, or I should say, if he does not go into TV and instead wants to still be on the sidelines coaching, would you want him on your team? Josh is calling from Long Island. What's up, Josh?
3: Hey, what's going on, Ryan? Um,
0: So I'm a Giants fan, and I can't really say I want Bill on the team.
3: I can't really say that. But I don't think, you know, we can dismiss someone who hasn't been on enough of a hot seat as Bill Belichick has been. Because he had so much success, they didn't really uh, question his authority, kind of let him do what he needed to do. And now that he's moving away or they want to move away from him, I think whatever new team he goes to, he's going to have to kind of make um, a way to make the offensive side of the ball a little more prominent. He's going to have to figure out how to, you know, get the offense, offensive pieces moving rather than focusing on defense and then find a check-down quarterback. I think he's going to have to do those things if the Patriots are ready to move on from him. I think – but I have to say, if he went on TV, I would, I would watch him weekly. He would be the best – There we go. Coaches, no doubt. He's, he, would be, he would be the best TV guy. I'm not, I'm not against that, but I'm not going to – I can't agree with you in saying that, the, you know, a coach has won, that has won as much as him. When he's on the real hot seat, this wasn't the hot seat. When he's on the real hot seat, and he's in a new place, I think he's going to adapt the way he needs to adapt. So let me ask you this um, really fast here,
0: Josh, because obviously, right? Yeah. It's he's won a lot. I think again, he's the greatest I think head coach in NFL history. So I'm not trying to sit here and trying to you know, trying to deflect what he's done or, or negate what he's done. But let me ask you this: the last right. four years, it's been nowhere near the Patriots standard, if you will. What has you believing right. that whether it's that he can get things fixed and get back to his winning ways, whether it's in New England or with another team?
3: Um, you know, it, based on the last four years, if we're just taking that sample size, uh, you win the argument. There's, no, there's nothing based on the past four years that makes me think that he's going to make moves that will help them win. But at the same time, when you have, when you have authority, when you had authority over the entire NFL the way that he did, I think he deserves another chance. What... And there's, what, there's another thing I have to say. If he can't head coach, let's give him a shot at the GM and see what pieces he can move in. Clearly, he's a great scout. So, I, that's all I have to say. But you're right. Based on the past four years, it's going to be really tough for me to just openly say, you know what, give him a blank check and let him run our entire team. I can't say that.
0: Josh, I appreciate the call. I would, when it comes to GM, no way. Like, if you're saying, hey, Bill, choose one, coach or GM, I'll take him as a coach 100 times out of 100 over GM. I don't think – like. Is he really a great scout? He got some draft. Like, you have hits. Don't get me wrong here. But it's like you look through the years like, Gronk, okay, nice hit. But you look like recently, like, where's he really hit? Where has he gone in the draft that says, oh, this is like what? A steal by Bill Belichick. I, I-, I can't think of any. I-, I don't know about a scouting. I would not trust him in, in terms of being my GM whatsoever. I wouldn't want him as a coach or a GM. But if you said Ryan, you have to take him at one of the like you have to take him on your team. Would you rather than be the coach or the GM? I'll take him as a coach all day, all day. Steve's calling from Orlando. What's up, Steve?
4: Hey, man. How you doing? Good. See, uh, this, Good. this is actually the first time I've I've listened to you because I usually work the other shift and I uh, always listen to CBS Sports in the morning. Man, you, you are absolutely crazy, dude. I would take <laughs> Chick in a heartbeat. And since it's the first time I'm hearing you, now I understand because you said you're a Colts fan. That's Now right. I get it. But but, like, so, like, Billichick, why, Steve? Like, why? You, you you asked the question, what has he done in the last four years? And you, you said, it's not like he's forgotten how to coach. He absolutely, the coach, has did go to the playoffs and got a no-talent, weak-arm Mac Jones, to the playoffs, winning, what, 11 games? Ten games, one year. Now, he absolutely had no talent because of the GM, Belichick. And, yes, I would can the BM, Belichick. But just like Brady got to pick where he went and he went to the most talented team, if Belichick goes to, say, the Chargers, oh, my God, they're in the playoffs guaranteed and
0: making a run. Give me – he can coach – But here's the thing, and I appreciate the the lead-up. That was funny, Steve. Uh, Thank you for listening, number one here on the the shift change. Do appreciate that. Um, Look, here's the thing. You want to talk about the GM part and just that he could coach? Well, this is also part of coaching responsibilities that has me apprehensive, even for a place like L.A. that has a quarterback. Number one, look at the Chargers. Keenan Allen is their best receiver. He's 32 years old. You're going to have to replace him sooner rather than later. And the rest of the receivers are either hurt or underperforming. So you're going to, and Austin Eckler, by the way, is going to probably leave him for agency. So you're going to have at these skill positions, massive turnover that Bill Belichick is going to have to himself figure out, or at least bare minimum have a part in. I don't think he's going to a new team and relenting when it comes to deciding who, uh, you know, relenting his duties as not only coach, but also GM. But if I, let's even say I'm just wrong here. And you know what he says? I'll go to LA. Tom Telesco can stay. He can pick the players. I'll just coach. Part of being a head coach is also picking your coordinators. It was one year, but hiring Matt Patricia and Joe Judge to be your co-offensive coordinators, essentially, is a, like, that is one of, like, that to me is unforgivable. It was for one year and he changed, and now he brought his other friend and Bill O'Brien. And that's also another thing. Like, he hires his friends. And his friends have not been very good recently. And so it's like, what well, you get? You're going to bring now Josh McDaniels back to town and have it be your OC in L.A.? That does not have, it, have me believe that this is going to work out well whatsoever. So even just as a coach, again, he's still going to have a huge imprint on the offensive side of the football. And even if you have, in this case, you have the quarterback with the Chargers specifically taken care of, it's still now everything else that Bill's going to have to have his hands on, I don't trust him. I really don't. Ted's call from Illinois. What's up, Ted.
1: Hey, not much, Ryan. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks uh, for making it, man. You said something that reminded me of uh, Drew Bledsoe. When you were talking about how Bill Belichick's theory on offenses don't screw it up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when, when the Patriots beat the Rams in the Super Bowl, which should have never happened. I'm a Rams fan. But um, Belichick, that last drive, right, where they wanted, you know, John Madden was saying, oh, don't mess it up, take your knee, going to overtime, right? And and they just went down the field, Adam Vinatieri, we know the rest. Right. But yeah. the point is, is, Bilicek was telling Brady don't screw it up, don't screw it up on the sideline, and, and Bledsoe pulls him aside and said, don't listen to him, I can't say what he said on the radio, but anybody can look up, look up Drew Bledsoe and what he has to say about that Super Bowl and about Brady, and he talks about He even says that Belichick kind of screwed him up early in his career because constantly telling him not to mess up. You can't constantly think about messing up without messing up. And so I'm with you, Ryan. And the guy that said give him his due, you know, two callers ago said, let him coach again, let's see. It's going to happen. Somebody's going to give him a job, and we're all going to find out. I'm with you, though. I don't think that he – Yeah, maybe as a coach without full control and with a good offensive coordinator. He needs a good offensive coordinator. But Belichick is too defensive-minded. He's too worried about messing up. He's so worried about messing up that he convinces people to mess up. That's what I think. Thank you for taking my call.
0: Thanks for making it, Ted. You're right. Like You have your friends, your boss say, hey, don't screw it up. Don't screw it up. I get those words from Rich Ackerman every single Friday night. Hey, Hickey, don't screw up the show. And guess what? I always screw it up. That anytime you hear the words, hey, don't mess it up. This is a big one here. It, it just, it does lead to more times than not um, outcomes not going your way. But again, they, it just goes back to that overall mindset and philosophy in an offensive driven NFL to have that conservative nature basically say, hey, look, we're going to build our team on defense offense. Yeah, you could score. That'd be nice. But like, just basically don't turn it over. Don't put us in a bad position. We'll be okay. You don't win a lot of games like that. You can go to the playoffs one time like the Patriots have in 2021. Then you also get your doors blown off and you play a better offensive team and you can't match the firepower. But also leads to what we've seen in New England since Tom Brady's left in four years, three losing seasons, three years of missing the playoffs and nowhere near Super Bowl contention. Nowhere near. And so that's why like you look at what Bill has built here. And I think also, too, four years is a good amount of time. Like, we've seen coaches fired after 11 games as head coach. So now you give a coach four years to show what they got. Four years without Brady is a long enough time to say, all right, Bill, let's see what you can do now post-Tom Brady. It's been nothing but an unmitigated disaster. And I don't think that's changing based on a new change of scenery, whether it's a spot like L.A. with the Chargers where the quarterback is already picked out, whether it's a spot like with uh, Chicago where it's all but destined, you're going to get Caleb Williams with the first overall pick, whether it's a place like Carolina where you have a number one overall pick and Bryce Young there, whether it's Sam Howell in D.C. where you have some flashes of positivity, some streakiness of negativity, whatever situation we're talking about here, I just don't see it adding up to it being any better at that new spot compared to what we see in the last four years in New England. Once in a while, I can make the playoffs. Yes. Are you going to be anywhere near a Super Bowl contender or a a yearly playoff team? No. And I don't see why any team right now would sign up for that going forward here in 2024 and beyond. Also, by the way, having to give up draft picks to most likely trade for Bill to do that as well, I think it's a mistake. 855-212-4227. Would you want Bill Belichick coaching your team next year? We'll get your thoughts on that. And also when we return, Myself and tonight's producer Nick Theodoro have a, a big running beef when it comes to peanut butter. I am Team Jeff. He is Team Jiffy. Or Team Oh my goodness. I've done that now a few times. He is I am Team Jeff. He is Team Skippy. We're not combining the two. At work, we have some new Skippy bars. I'll give you my ranking. We'll see if it can hold a candle. So what Jeff has got, we'll do that when we do return. It is Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio.
2: It's Hick at Night with Ryan Hickey.
0: It is Ryan Hickey with you on CBS Sports Radio. The peanut butter bars are sitting and waiting to be tested here momentarily, but I do want to kind of put a bow on our discussion about Bill Belichick uh, and his future. Report out from NBC Sports Boston that it's all but inevitable or it's all but likely, all but official that Bill Belichick is going to be moved on from at the end of the year and most likely at least tried to be traded. And so with Bill Belichick available, either just you can, hey, he's fired and you could sign him for free, or he's available for a trade you got to give up, you know, a draft pick or two to get him. Would you want Bill Belichick as your head coach? I wouldn't. I don't think right now, especially the way he attacks the offensive side of the football, I don't think it's it's feasible to have any more success with him. Like, I don't think Bill Belichick, no matter where he goes, is winning another Super Bowl in his career. And I don't think he's even getting back to the playoffs on a yearly basis. Four years out, Tom Brady. 28-35, and 35, three to the four years losing seasons, one playoff appearance, zero playoff wins. I think we've seen enough. The sample size to me is big enough to tell you that success he had with Brady. That insane run we probably will never see again. It's not coming back. That Bill Belichick ain't walking through the door for whatever team that does try to hire him this offseason. So I wouldn't want Bill on my team coaching him next year. Would you want Bill coaching yours? 855-212-4227. David is in Alabama. What's some thoughts? Hello, David. Hey, buddy. How you doing tonight? We're doing good, man. We're doing good. Hopefully you are as well. Oh, yeah. Doing great. Doing great. Hey, um.
1: I wouldn't want Belichick to be the head coach of my team, but I'm not NFL guy. I'm college guy. Okay. So I say, Saban, go get him. Bring him on staff, analyst, assistant coach, whatever the case may be, and let him enjoy his retirement.
0: Well, if you're a Bama fan, I'm sure you're happy about that. You think Bill Belichick would go for that, being a defensive analyst for the, the Alabama Crimson no Tide? I have no idea. That's a hell of a way to end his career. I appreciate the thought, David. I would say if he's not going to be coaching, TV's in his best interest. Go to a booth? You would. He would kill it. Amazon? Like, imagine <laughs> Amazon would actually be great with Richard Sherman and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um... And all of a sudden, there's Bill Belichick as well. A lot of guys that love to laugh, have fun, and there's BB. I think he would fit in really well. I think he would do really good in a TV booth. So I think it's time to kind of maybe put the coaching aside if you're a Bill Belichick, and pursue your next career, television. I think he'd be really good. I think he'd be in a lot of fun, um, a lot of fun to watch personally. So if that's what I'm rooting for selfishly. But no, I would not want Bill coaching my team. In 2024, that is for sure. Okay, it is Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. I, myself, and the Trentist producer tonight, Nick Theodoro, have been at war for really years. Nick is a big, skippy peanut butter guy. I'm a big Jif peanut butter guy. We've gotten a lot of arguments um, about which is better. And now we are going to put not our money where our mouth is, but we're going to decide on the show right now in one simple variation – of how good Skippy peanut butter is. But it's not just me versus Nick, because a lot of people could say, well, you are stuck in your ways. Hey, you know, how, how are you gonna change your opinion if you're Team Jiffy or to give Skippy a compliment? That is where we welcome in the third member of our crew for tonight, Nico, who's running the board, training with Nick. So God bless you, Nico. Sorry about that.
2: He's doing just fine. You trained me, so
0: he Nico's doing tremendous, mostly and, and look because how that turned
2: out. Okay.
0: It's an upset to say the least that your training is doing well so far. But Nico is also going to be trying a bar with us to be kind of our, our neutral observer here to see if myself or Nick are being unfair. Nico, do you have a, are you loyal to one peanut butter?
4: No, not particularly.
0: Perfect. Look at that. That works out perfectly. So you, sir, are trying what we have right now in our vending machines that I've never seen before. First I've ever seen of this, a Skippy PB and Jelly peanut butter wafer bar. Wow, you spent your own money on this? Spent my own money on it. Got the last one. It's like the first time you ever bought me anything. I know. So better keep the wrapper. But asking you to
2: bring me in pasta forever, but at least you brought me this. You spent some money on me.
0: Spent some money on you. Don't forget it. All right, it is Christmas time. Merry Merry uh, early Christmas to you. So okay. Hopefully so, you could get reimbursed. That's right it off. Hopefully. So we got the Skippy PB and Jelly Wafer bars. We are trying here. I am Team Jiff. Nick is Team Skippy. Nico. Is Mr. Man in the Middle? I think now, you know, so since are we, we are judging. are all just trying
2: it at the same time, or you want to go first? And... Yeah, try
0: it all at the same time here. We can right. get a little, little so game show make music the as uh... well to kind of set the mood, if you will. All right. If you, all right. So uh, let me do There it. we go. There we
2: go. I didn't know you set that up.
0: So. Now we are, well, and when you're out to lunch, there I am making moves here. <laughs> okay. First, oh, boy. Okay. First, first complaint before we even bite in. It is very wafery. This is dry. I got, I mean, I am covered in crumbs. I literally just opened the wrapper covered in crumbs.
2: Sounds like my Friday night.
0: Right. What do you do on Friday nights? <laughs> Eat. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll leave that there. We'll get to that at a later date and maybe dive into to Nick, what Nick does outside of CBS Sports Radio. But I will say a big right now, big thumbs down to Skippy. Very dry. The weight of the, the, it's supposed to be grape jelly. It right now looks black like it's chocolate. Presentation for Skippy, zero out
2: of 10. All right, so should we take a bite? Let's, let's no. take a dive in here. All right right now, this.
0: not great. Hmm. Number one, it tastes like, this is false advertising if I ever seen it. <laughs> it tastes like a sugar wafer.
2: Which I do like, so it's so not do bad. I.
0: But so then, not what so I signed up for. Thumbs
2: up. But then, yeah, at first it just tastes like waiver, But then, once you get into it, then you get the real peanut butter taste, which is premium
0: Skippy. I could taste it. I don't know about premium. I barely taste the peanut butter. That's a Big at Skippy. You don't taste anything. Skippy is stale. There's no strong flavor you get like you get with Jeff. And so the fact that right now two bites in, number one, very dry. Very dry. Number two, it, it tastes, again, like if I was blindfolded, I would think I'm eating just a normal sugar wafer, not a peanut butter and jelly bar. So two bites, enough to make a conclusion here. My rating for the Skippy pb and Jelly wafer bar out of 10, 2.7. False advertising, bad peanut butter, no taste, 2.7.
2: Wow, that's pretty tough. Um, Not the best I've had, but I (laughs) wouldn't give it that low. But the Skippy, if anything, elevates the score. I I would definitely give it, I would say, a solid 6.2.
0: That sounds very biased from someone who's pro-Skippy. All right, so (laughs) I am pro-Jiff. Nick, pro-Skippy. We got to go to the third man of our team, Mr. Impartial. Nico, what do we think so far?
4: So, originally, I thought we were doing this based on just flavor, and when I first take a bite out of it, it's actually not horrible. But I am Hmm. going to agree with you on the fact that I can't deal with the crumbs all over my lap. I feel like I want to down an entire bottle of water at the moment because my mouth is just so dry. I think 2.7 is a little too low, but I am going to stay more on your side. I'll go 3.5.
0: Wow. That's Mr. Impartial over there. I don't
2: know about Impartial. He's trying to... Get on your good side. We
0: are separated by glass. He There is there is two feet between you two. If anything, he should suck up to you because what am I going to do? Oh, right,
2: you're the host. You're the one bucks. training him.
0: You can now sabotage. We have two hours left for Nico. You could easily sabotage his training and ruin. You think I've taught you him anything good? You could
2: ruin his profession. How do I know? Yeah, how you do you I think know I've that-
4: taught him anything good? I've taught him all the things not to do. How do I know you're not going <laughs> to report back to the bosses when they ask how the That's training true. went?
0: There is more... For Nico, incentive-wise, to suck up to you than to me, so I think he's being true here. Yeah, and maybe he's even being extra nice, if anything, I by saying 3 honestly, point... this
2: is really good. Um, Ryan, can you give me another one?
0: I don't have any. Do you want How's the it?
2: rest of mine? No, I'm good.
0: That we we cleaned out the vending machine. Actually, we really well, saved. There was only three people at work here, not to get you know.
2: Well, that shows you how popular it was that there were only three left.
0: Maybe they only started with three. May you know I I may have kind of accidentally inflated the Skippy sales. Which not great, but I think if anything, I saved the office here. Wait,
2: can I bump my score up? This is actually really good. The huh, you can't retroactively this, this go like back. Some, this is like something that
0: grows on you; it gets better. With that's each, also not. With no, that's not. Bite. That, that's more of a detriment. That's a negative. If you got to take more bites to think about it, which now I think you're trying to just help out your own brand for whatever loyalty, trying to bump up your peanut butter brand and Skippy here.
2: Skippy, if you're listening, sponsor me.
0: <sighs> can we talk about your Friday night plans? What what do you do, covered in crumbs?
2: We got to go to a break. Oh, that's a shame.
0: That is a shame. So there you go. Don't waste your time, folks. Skippy, peanut butter and jelly, wafer bar. You heard from Mr. Impartial himself, 3.5. 3.5. Okay. It is Ryan Hickey with you on CBS Sports Radio. When we do return here, Ben Roethlisberger had some really strong and interesting words right now by the state of the Steelers. We'll discuss if he's right. And if so, what needs to change right now for Pittsburgh as they enter, I mean, it's a playoff game. It's a playoff game for my Colts. It's a playoff game for the Steelers. I think the winner is in the postseason. I think the loser is going to be out. So a playoff game Saturday in Indy. Steelers at the Colts. We'll discuss Big Ben's comments next. And if this means Pittsburgh should move off of Mike Tomlin at the end of the year. It is Ryan Hickey with you on a Wednesday. Thank you for making us a part of it right here on CBS Sports Radio.